It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You're listening to a Brawl Network production. This is a podcast for the best fans in the NFL. Are you in the mafia? What? It's time for a Bills Brawl podcast. Second down and seven. Kelly with the tie. Touchdown. Bill Brooks. Allen. Deep shot. Touchdown. On the line to Stephon Diggs. And Thurman breaking tackles at the 22. Inside the 10. Touchdown, Buffalo. Another episode of the Bills Brawl. I'm your host, Mike Lindsley. You can hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports. Let's recap the Texans Bills game uh, here. And, you know, really, this was just a, a man versus boys situation uh, in this game. Uh, the Bills, I thought, really, really showed first and foremost above everything and anything you can break down after an NFL game. Um, all the takeaways, all the armchair quarterback analysis, blah, blah, blah. I thought the Bills showcase, and I know it was against the Texans. They're arguably the worst team in the NFL. Them, the Jaguars, the Lions, you know, in, in that group. The Jets, I would put way ahead of all those teams at this point because they just beat the Titans, for God's sakes, uh, a team that I picked to go to the Super Bowl in 2021. Um, but, but it was a really, really dominating performance by the Bills, and depth-wise, Man, did they show it, right? I mean, John Feliciano was in this game, uh, wasn't in this game. Jordan Poyer wasn't in this game. Taron Johnson wasn't in this game, and they just plugged people in. You know, Jaquan Johnson had a, a really nice game uh, in in for Poyer. Um, you know, the Bills had four interceptions. Tyler Matakavich was all over the place. Uh, Ike Bucker was able to to do some things. They moved people in and out. Bench Cody Ford. Uh, obviously, and so there were there were a lot of great things happening for the Bills uh, in this game. Depth being, I think, the top of the list. Uh, and you know, Josh Allen. It was a wet day, and um, you know, Josh Allen looked a little shaky in the beginning. Some overthrows, threw an interception really early, um, but then settled right down. Went twenty of twenty nine for two hundred forty eight yards and two touchdowns and a, a, a rating of 103.8. 
Um, you know, and the Bills use their typical balance with the run game, right? I mean, they're not they're not committing to, hey, we got to go run it like you know the 1940s here, but we do need a little bit more of a running game, and it comes in handy because they've had four, really three weeks and change because they found some things on the Steelers' left side of that defense late in the game with Singletary running the football, um, but. This is, a, this is a team that could use the running attack. And remember, if you look historically against the Kansas City Chiefs, opponents who beat the Chiefs are able to run the football. So if the Bills can get, and Devin Singletary, I get it, has some fumbling issues and all, all that, but if they can get Singletary and Moss going like they have done so far this year, I mean, you know, they ran the ball for 199 yards. 79 from Singletary, 61 from Moss, 41 from Allen. And then it was, you know, some garbage time, Trubisky, 10 yards, whatever. And then the one and one for Sanders and Gilliam to combine for eight total yards. But you, you get the point. If, if they can continue to uh, provide a running game with the, the passing attack, um, really, really great stuff. There's, there's no doubt about it. Uh, Stefan Diggs, um, tremendous game, not shocked here at all. And I feel like you know, Diggs can go and run any route. He can run it short. He can run it long. He can run the outpost. He can run, you know, the sidelines and back. And he can go in the slot and catch it if he need to. He's a special talent. I, I think Stefan Diggs, uh, as we go on here, if he stays healthy for the next, you know, 10 to 12 years, I think I think could really put up Hall of Fame numbers. Um, I know how hard it is with receivers and all that. I know how long it took for even an Andre Reed to get in and some others, but man, he's only 27 years old. And you start to look at the numbers that he's put up so far in the National Football League. You know, he was a uh, uh, he was a uh, fifth round pick in 2015, and you start to look at the numbers and you see 720 yards, 903, 849, and you know, he's had a 1,000-yard seasons the last three years. Last year led the league in catches and receiving yards. The year before that went over 1,100 yards of the Vikings, over 1,000 yards in 2018. Um, you know, he's also a guy who has 39 touchdowns already. So I think Stephon Diggs is really, really, really putting up some major, major numbers. I think he's putting together a possible Hall of Fame career here. He's got to obviously play a long enough time. He's got to stay healthy, et cetera. But look, the weapons are galore with the Bills. I mean, you know, Diggs, Sanders was great again. Dawson Knox was outstanding in this game. And the Bills, you know, they didn't go out and get Zach Ertz. They they, they, they told the fan base this. We're not going to get Zach Ertz because we believe in Dawson Knox. And we're not going to go get J.J. Watt because we're going to, you know, we're going to draft some people. We're going to go scout heavily. We believe in Mario Addison. You know, we're getting Star Latula lay back. We believe in Ed Oliver. We believe in our tackles and our ends up front. We believe still in the veteran Jerry Hughes. They go out and get Greg Russo. They get Boogie Basham. Boogie Basham gets in the game this week. What does he do? He gets a sack, right? Like, this is so Brandon Bean, it isn't even funny. Think about a lot of the guys the Bills have, um, you know, think about a lot of the guys the Bills have stuck with, right? I mean, Taron Johnson last year was benched, and they go back to him. He has a pick six late first half against the Steelers at home that changed the football game, and then he has the 100-plus-yard return pick six of Baltimore in the postseason, right? And I talked about depth earlier. The Bills have hung in there with guys like Cam Lewis. Cam Lewis got time. 
You know, Cam Lewis was in there because of injuries. He was great. He's a UB product. He knows the area. He loves the Bills. He loves the fan base. Uh, just super appreciative to be, you know, in there. Um, and, uh, you know, he's a guy you can plug and play with. You know, this is so Brandon Bean what goes on. I mean, Dawson knocks two touchdowns. Cam Lewis, Tyler Medikevich, you know, Ike Butker, Boogie Basham. You know, all these guys who are performing, uh, Greg Rousseau, you know, Saran Neal, um, all these guys just stick with their guys, stick with our guys, stick with our guys. They have a confidence about them. Now, I guess Poyer, as I record this, and Taron Johnson and Matt Milano, who uh, is battling a hamstring problem, Matt Milano's always hurt. Uh, but, man, when he's healthy and he's in there, he's probably the biggest difference maker for this Bills outfit. Um, you, you have a situation here with uh, with 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 Milano, um, Poyer, and Johnson. Uh, you know, they're day-to-day, but you hope that you have a full house because you're going to need a lot of guys. Now, the advantage of playing Sunday night is you get pretty much almost another whole, not a whole day, but you get another half-day of rest, technically, right, because you're not... Like Saturday when you get done in prep, you wake up in the morning and it's literally all game stuff right away because you're playing at 1 o'clock, let's say. Even a 4 o'clock game is like that a little bit. But, and I know that the Bills will have to release who's out and all that, you know, the injury report. But you almost get that half a day, whereas let's say the Bills play Milano at 90%. um, You know, maybe Milano feels like 95 or close to 100 by the time kickoff comes around. Right, maybe maybe those guys are all cleared to play. Um, maybe Johnson's eighty. Maybe Milano's ninety. Maybe maybe you know Poyer is is, is eighty five. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, Sunday morning they wake up, they get in the the hot tubs and all the rest. They get some work on their body, and all of a sudden things start really coming around. And by the time kickoff is is going, they're they're going full motor. So uh, that stuff has happened before. Um, and we'll see what happens this time around, but we know that, you know, in order to beat the Chiefs, it's, it's going to take everybody. Um, I was just really across the board impressed uh, with the Bills' performance, uh, you know, not just against Houston, but the two weeks before this. Um, you know, the week one Steelers loss, I think, could be the best thing for this football team. You know, because there was so much riding on that game. You know, the fan base, the hype, the expectations, QB1, all the endorsement deals, his contract, Super Bowl picks, three out of five guys on CBS do it. Um, you know, Adam Shine does it. Mike Tirico picks him to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, there's a, a, so many people who have picked the Bills to go there or and, and or win it. And, you know, you start out at home. It's against a, a good physical front, good physical football team in Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh had gone into week one basically uh, being slept on. And they had a lot to prove in week one to say, hey, we're here too. You know, we've been hearing a lot about, you know, Cleveland. We've heard a lot about Baltimore again. Uh, We hear all the time about Tennessee and Kansas City and all these teams and the Bills and the Chargers are up and coming and the Raiders are up and coming and all this stuff. We're here too. We're a staple team. We have a Hall of Fame quarterback who's nimble, who's quick now with uh, with the weight loss. Well, guess what? Not so fast, my friend, as Lee Corso would say. Right after week one where they upset the Bills, the Steelers have tanked. They've gone totally in the garbage can. Horrendous performances across the board. Three straight losses. The Bills now with three straight wins and pounding teams 
all facets of the game, the defensive line, the pass rush, and that's the thing. The Bills had weaknesses in the offseason. They addressed them, and now look how strong they are. Look how much stronger they are up front. You know, look at arrested Star Latule finally getting a sack against the Houston Texans. Look at Rousseau's motor, Oliver's motor, you know, Boogie Basham's motor, Mario Addison's motor. You know, these guys are all over the place right now. They're swarming the football. Linebackers, secondary, you name it. Another depth piece, by the way, I haven't even gotten to, uh, as I was listing all sorts of guys like Jaquan Johnson and Matikavich and Cam Lewis and Saran Neal. How about A.J. Klein? You know, how about A.J. Klein? Seriously. I mean, just everywhere. You know, filled in nicely for Milano last year and now already filling in again this year. And, you know, some of these draft picks, Brandon Bean, you know, picked up even just as recently as 2021. You know, round six, DeMar Hamlin is already seeing action. You know, he's already seeing action. He's a big physical guy, six foot, 205 or 10 pounds. He's long, he's lean, he's physical. And these guys bat balls down. Everywhere you go, the Bills are batting balls down. And by the way, everyone who was in there, and this is an unbelievable credit to Sean McDermott, everyone who was in there was battling every snap right until the end of the game. I mean, if you looked at the defense and you look at the plays that they were making, they were absolutely positively all over the place, everywhere. You know, and the momentum and the excitement and the aggressiveness. I mean, the Bills were up by uh, a good, strong, what was it, 20 in the fourth quarter. I want to say uh, it was 26 nothing after the Dawson Knox uh, touchdown pass. Uh, his second of the game, and the Bills' defense just went right back out there and just pounded Houston and got the ball right back, and then another touchdown. Then they got the, the then they went back on defense, and again, no let up. They were relentless against Houston. The backups were relentless. They were going after this thing like no tomorrow. That is a credit to Sean McDermott because so many Bills fans this week were worried about the letdown game. Um, you know, well, you know, they're, they're looking past this week. Um, you know, they're focusing on the Chiefs. Isn't that, that proves to you right there with the way that team played that they were looking at nothing besides the Houston Texans. I mean, they were all over the field. It was a tremendous, tremendous effort by the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, the Houston Texans... I get it. They're 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 a pretty pretty pathetic team, right? I mean, they just don't have playmakers on either side of the ball. There's so many. It's amazing in a skill league where the quarterbacks and the wide receivers are, are so um, you know dynamic and fast and exciting and versatile. It's amazing how many teams don't have skill players. You know, it really is. I mean, you think you'd have like one or two. And, and I think, you know, look, Houston has one. I mean, Brandon Cooks, but the problem is they don't have a quarterback to get it to him. You know, the Patriots lack a lot of skill players. I mean, if you think about if you look around the NFL and you look at a lot of rosters, the Lions lack skill players, the Texans lack skill players, the Patriots lack skill players. You know, there, there are a potpourri of teams that just lack a ton of skill players. 
I mean, for as brutal as the Atlanta Falcons are, they lack skill players. You know? They lack them. I mean, they could really use more, right? Devontae Smith is nice for the Eagles. They could use more, right? The Jets could use more. Um, the Giants need more skill players. So the Bills, we know, have tons of skill players. And, you know, even though Houston is basically like an expansion roster, even though Houston is working with a third-string quarterback, uh, this is still a an NFL team with NFL players, with NFL bodies, with NFL experience, and the Bills backup guys, it was still not even close. I mean, you almost thought to yourself, geez, the Bills could have just started Mitch Trubisky and given Josh Allen the entire week off and gone out and won by 30 points, right? Um, but a lot to look forward to. The Bills will play Sunday night this week against the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. It's a huge game. It's a huge game for... Um, the Bills, from a mental standpoint, because they've been getting rolled by the Chiefs in, in recent memory, uh, it's a huge game from a uh, standing standpoint in the home field uh, The home field charge in the AFC. Uh, it's a big game for Allen. Uh, so this is, this is a big deal. This is a really, really, really big deal. And so I think, um, I, I, I think this game's going to be epic. It's going to be an incredible buildup. Um, and uh, I'll have my NFL uh, Week 3. Five preview coming out uh, over on the ML Sports Platter, so make sure you go download and subscribe to that very podcast. Had some huge guests on recently, including baseball great Dave Parker, so definitely download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review for the ML Sports Platter, as well as this podcast, the Bills Brawl. Uh, but, but it's all set up, right? I mean, the Bills at 3-1, and one, the Chiefs just won a shootout against the Eagles, right? Uh, you know, Tyree Kill unstoppable. You know, the Bills defense is going to have to game plan Big time against uh, the Chiefs, namely Travis Kelsey, who's eaten them alive. Um, you know, what strategy does Leslie Frazier go with? Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier. Do they go with, um, you know, let's 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 really box and, and try to take Kelsey out? Um, you know, Trey White, we're looking at you, right? Because you gotta you gotta cover Tyreek Hill. Uh, Matt Milano, if you're in there and healthy, we're looking at you because you're gonna have to cover Travis Kelsey. Uh, is it Tremaine Edmonds on occasion? How much do the Bills blitz? You know, both defenses, if they blitz a lot, are going to run into some trouble because both Allen and Mahomes can really do some damage for this Bills outfit. But uh, I'm really, really pumped up for that game, and I've just been really impressed at the Bills the last three weeks. Every facet of the game, uh, offense, defense, special teams. How about Tyler Bass? Tyler Bass right now, I would argue, is a top three kicker uh, in the NFL. Uh, I think maybe the only guy you could say is is ahead or better by far is Justin Tucker. Uh, but other than that, you can make an argument for Tyler Bass right now, the way he's kicking. Um, he's a weapon. Uh, offensively, they can spread the rock around. Allen, uh, Singletary, Moss, Sanders, Diggs, Dawson Knox, you know, Cole Beasley. And by the way, on Cole Beasley, he made some noise this week. Um, Basically calling out the Bills fans, which I thought was super, super irresponsible. And the reason why is because they did not, they did not boo Cole Beasley. It was irresponsible. Cole Beasley is just, right now he is a loose cannon. Um, and... You know, his his tweet is just not 
his tweet is not accurate. You know, it's just it's just not. Um, I'm gonna pull it up here. Let me see right here. I mean, he claims that some right behind the bench yelled at him to get vaccinated and talking shit. Okay. Okay. But his original tweet was basically calling out the entire fan base. Only place I get booed is our home stadium. Then some of the same people want me to take pictures and sign autographs. I thought Bills fans were the best in the world. So that's a label on the whole fan base. Bills fans. He lumped everybody in like that. He didn't say some Bills fans. He didn't say, you know, he he didn't break it up or whatever else. And then he says, where'd they go? If the vaccine works, then why do vax people need to be protected from unvaxed? Here, here's here's the thing, Cole Beasley, okay? I don't care what side of the vaccine you're on. I don't give a shit what you do politically. Would I get the vaccine if I had my choice? I probably wouldn't. I'm not a big vaccine guy. I know what modern medicine tells me. I know that, you know, I got the flu recently, I think last year when I got the flu shot. But maybe the flu shot helped me not suffer from the flu for like four or five days. It was literally 24 hours. Okay. You know, would I get the coronavirus vaccine if I were single? Probably not. You know, I wouldn't be in a rush to get it. But here's the thing. Cole Beasley, you are being paid by the Buffalo Bills. You are an NFL football player. You have common goals with your team. The main one is to win a Super Bowl. I'm not saying people should want it, not want it. Again, anti-mask, pro-mask, Republican. I don't don't care what side of the fence you're on with all this horse shit. The coronavirus has been wildly inconsistent from the start. There's no question about it. I mean, right now, what we're doing in schools is completely behind what we thought we were going to do um, at this juncture with a vaccine a year ago, right? It was like, oh, once we get the vaccine, we're going to... Well, no. Once we've gotten the vaccine, we're still, people still don't know what the hell we're doing, right? It's just just how it is. Um, What I'm getting at is this. If it makes life easier, right, there are other people who wanted me to get the vaccine. Rather than fight people, rather than make life more difficult than it is, just get it. And allow certain things to kind of go away and trickle away and to dwindle. Plus, people don't know what they're doing as far as rules going into stores sometimes and this and that. And the other thing, people who got vaccine, you know, the vac- vaccination are now allowed in without a mask. Uh, but then they changed that rule again. So now you have to wear, I've, wore, I've worn masks into stores uh, and I have a vaccine. It used to be, oh, walk into a store, show your proof. Okay, boom, there you go. If you're not vaccinated, then you have to wear your mask, right? Stadiums, not vaccinated, wear a mask. Now at all, and now at some stadiums, you have to wear a mask. Everybody has to wear a mask. I mean, I worked at the Carrier Dome a couple weeks ago for the ACC Network. I had to wear a mask. I'm vaccinated. I have to do the same thing this Saturday for the 3.30 game against Wake Forest. <laughs> like, you know... I, so rules are all over the place. People's decisions, the coronavirus, the vaccination requirements, what you're allowed to do when you get it, all the bullshit. It's been inconsistent from the very beginning. But if your life is easier with your teammates and your life is easier in the f- football facility and you are going for a common goal, 
and your life is easier around Western New York, just get the vaccine. Just get it. And stop tweeting and stop calling out the fan base when they didn't boo you. You're soft. Cole Beasley is so soft it isn't even funny. And by the way, Jonathan Feliciano had tweeted, I'd be annoyed to my man, took time to sign stuff after the game, and as he drives away, people talk crap about getting the vax, talking crazy and shit when there's kids in the car. Um, Again, sorry, John Feliciano, but that seems to me to be a small portion of the fan base. 50 people outside the stadium doing that is not the millions of Bills fans out there. And that's what Cole Beasley did. He called out Bills Mafia as a whole. It's super irresponsible. It's super, super dumb. It's selfish. It's idiotic. It's immature. And you're soft. You know? Make life easier. Stop tweeting. Go get the vaccination. Get it to make your life easier. That's it. Whether you're against it or not, other people want you to do certain things. Other people ask you to do things. And if it, if it helps your life with those people, do it. I did it. Sometimes we just got to follow what people want us to do and to make our lives a little bit easier. You know, you pick your own battles. And by the way, a, a place to not battle is Twitter. Stop tweeting. Can't wait for Chiefs Bills. Thanks for listening to the Bills Brawl. Hit me up on Twitter at Mike L Sports. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. 